Hey everybody and welcome back to the Commander's Vault. I'm JB. I'm Dale. I'm Trevor. And I'm Adam. And uh, we'd like to, of course, thank our sponsor, uh, the Comics Vault, for everything they do for us, um, especially coming into Core 2021. Um, Dale, you had wanted to talk a little bit uh, to start off the show about some MTG Finance things, maybe some spikes, some drops. What do you got? Uh, yeah, so in the last uh, day we've seen, it uh, looks like the medallions, the ruby medallion, jet medallion, those are kind of going up, you know, three, four dollars a piece. Uh, Sig the river cutthroat, that's gone up about a dollar fifty. Wow. Uh, Kozilek, the butcher of truth, that one's picked about eight dollars up. It's up to sixty-six dollars now. Oh wow! Uh, Cryptic commands up to twenty-three dollars from twenty-one. Uh, Aloran is a reserve list card. That's up to 45 from 41. Is it reserve list? Uh, Cavern of Souls is just about at 80 bucks now. Uh, Gemstone Caverns is 38. Um, Mana Vault, 65 bucks up from 61. Necropotence is at 26. Mana Vaults are nuts Uh, right now. At... That's really about it for the non-foil, like, EDH cards that have went up in price. Uh, For the foils, eh, it's just your typical 7th edition stuff moving around, just your normal cards moving around, nothing really too, like, staple for EDH. So, uh, yeah, that's pretty much about it, I'd say, for today on the finance side of it. The only thing that takes me by surprise is the vault. Why is the vault being so expensive right now? Well, I think people picked up on the fact that for a long time it was like an eighteen to twenty dollar mm-hmm. card, and it's fast mana. It's always going to be good. So I think a ton of people either bought into it, like just picked up, you know, forty copies of the th- uh, third edition, you know, or fourth edition or fifth edition, because there's quite a few printings of it, and yeah, just like, pushed the price up. Yeah. I do also think that it has maybe a little bit of something to do with the rise in popularity of CEDH. Genuinely. Like, I think that has something to do with it. I mean, even just here in our local meta, we're seeing new players coming in and they're like, I build a food chain deck. I build a such and such deck. So I, I do think there's a rising popularity in the, um, the subsection of the format. It's pretty sweet. And I mean, I think that some of the cards in 2021 have definitely... Uh, Picked up some different niche decks. Yeah. I got Conspicuous Snooped twice in a row on turn three. Really? Yeah. I was like, I, wow. You know, yeah, I was, wow. What was the commander? Uh, Cranko. Uh, go. Goblin Recruiter turns out really good card. You yeah. can uh, stack all your combo pieces mm-hmm. in the exact order that you need them, and uh, you draw the Snoop, play the Snoop. Um, sometimes you just win the game. Yeah, that's wild. To be so fast to make an impact on it just so fast. Like, I mean, Cranko is a fast deck to begin with. I mean, we play in a play group with him uh, most of the time. But to have it, to not have to worry about Cranko now, but to have to worry about something like this, this is going to put a pressure on, like, us as players in order to do that. You thought you had to do it, you said twice, turn three. Twice. I was like... That does blow my mind. It was like, uh, turn one... Uh, the first game, I think it was, it was just uh, land soaring, uh, goblin recruiter. Yeah, man. And I was like, oh great, yeah. I know exactly what's coming. Yep. I kept a very uh, a quick two lane hand. Mm-hmm. I kept it to 
to just like power out a bunch of stuff, but I had I didn't have a lot of interaction, so I was kind of dead in the water. And uh, yeah, it it goes real fast. That's crazy, man. Like we even we were coaxing one of our friends to speed his Cranko deck up. You know, throw a Chrome Mox in there, throw a Mana Vault in there, throw throw a Mana Crypt in there, things like that. Um, I'm anxious to see what this does now for that deck. That'd be cool. I I think he has to pick up the combo first. Get Kiki Jiki. Uh, I know he has the recruiter. Um, I think he did pick up a Snoop from this set. I'm yeah, not he said he sure. did. He said because I actually hit him up and was like, "Hey, I have one for trade." But yeah. Okay. Anyway. So yeah, I think Kiki Jiki is the only thing that Nettie needs to complete the combo, and then that's another thing we have to worry about whenever we sit down and play yep. them. Yep. A lot of spicy things came out of 2021, though. Yeah. Uh, a lot of, I mean, things that obviously just needed to reprint: Massacre Worm, Grim Tutor, things like that. But also, um, I personally have ripped seven to fairies yeah. of varying borders, <laughs> yep. colors, foils, nons, uh, and Teferi has proven to be very effective. He's a great yeah, card. that card is very good. I and agree. Like I think there's definitely some sleepers in there. Uh, Vito, Thorn of the Dusk Rose, the yeah. Sanguine Bond that costs two less, mm-hmm. and. He's a human, he's a creature, he's reanimatable. That's the best part. Because mm-hmm. in mono-black, if you're trying to do mono-black combo, getting your stuff back if somebody blows it up is hard. Yeah. You know, unless you've got, like, you know, a lot of recursion that goes to your hand, but then that's not very efficient. No, yeah, you want to so, get bored. Vito's actually a vampire. You said he is. Is he really? Yeah. Oh, yeah, he is. Which makes it even better, though, because, honestly, if you're playing mono-black or even maybe black red or something like that you're probably leaning towards vampires and not humans because there's just a lot more vampires that are like really good in that yeah yogmoth differs yeah well, yogmoth i mean does differ. there's definitely some commanders and stuff that are solid that are humans but we both um put veto in our yogmoth decks <laughs> that's why i we say that i took i, I had a foil i had a foil sanguine bond and i just took it out and put foil veto in because nice. i was just like yeah, dude. It's just too good. Yeah, yeah. I would it's rather I would rather run that. You know, it's cheaper mana. He's also far more recurrable in mono black than an enchantment. Oh yeah, an enchantment <laughs> is damn near not recurrable in mono black. You know what I mean? Like so. Yeah, yeah. But, and oh. the other clause: five mana, all your creatures gain lifelink. Yeah, it's pretty good. That so. helps reload after you've been, you know, maybe drawing a lot. You've been, you know, you're in the middle of the combo and you're. You've spent a lot of life through Necropotence and Bolas of Citadel or something like that. And yep. You're trying to dig for Gary, and he can just, you know, maybe you swing that turn and just get a little bit of it back. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I I love that kind of stuff that, like, like I love the fact that Karik has lifelink. So, like, I can, you know, I'm yeah. paying all the kind of stuff for him, yes, but I can get some of it back by just, like, swinging with him once I've cast a few things. You know what I mean? I really do enjoy stuff like that. So And even just non-rare cards... Uh, in general, miscast. Yeah, I think is CDH staple. Yeah, I it's already in my deck. I pulled one and didn't even realize it, and I was like looking through my stuff from my pre-release kit, and I was like, oh man, yes, I pulled a miscast, dude, and went right in the deck. I ripped two foils. Yeah, I'm gonna hold on to those. Awesome. Things are sick. Awesome. Yep, I ordered a playset of foils last night. No kidding. How much are they? Uh, like two bucks, I think. Yeah, for a foil right one. now. So yeah, yeah better pick them up now while you can. Yep. Has it actually come up yet? Did anybody actually use Miscast? Yes. Yeah, I did yeah. too. Yep. I replaced the Spell Pierce with it. 
Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I think spell pier- it's better than spell pierce. Yeah. I haven't been... I honestly haven't even tried to fit it in because I don't... I I run other stuff in my package and stuff like that in my CDH deck. I, that's just no, not one counter spell I want to run. I took out Whirlwind Denial for the same fact. It gets in there every once in a while, but like... Yeah, no, Whirlwind doesn't come up no. that often. I'm with you on that. How about... Uh, the Garuk's Uprising, the mm. three mana enchantment. And I love that card, dude. Yeah. When it ETBs, if you got a creature power four or greater, you draw a card, which you probably will in green. I mean, you can get some fatties out quick, and it gives all your dudes trample. And anytime a creature with power four enters the battlefield under your control, you draw a card. So it's like just giving your boys trample and letting you draw cards. It's just and it's three it's mana. It's just great. It's a, yeah. it is mm. great. It is great. And the uh, the showcase version is is beautiful too. Oh, it's fantastic! Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I I gotta say, when when they first started doing this whole like showcase like borderless kind of stuff like with um, you know basically when they first rolled out the collector boosters and things, I, I've been impressed pretty much so far. Mm-hmm. I, they're awesome. Definitely, they're awesome. Yeah, I'm in love with the basics. I'm in love with them. I've bought foils. I've bought ton. I bought Neil out of his foils of mm-hmm. some of the lands. You know the salt tie ones, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like dude, they're yeah. amazing. I love them. And I mean, I think this set has really launched some new commander all stars. Uh, Elder Gargaroth. Yeah, man. I'm, I'm I've cool. gotten so many miles out of Elder Gargaroth. Yep. It's insane. Yep. And I mean, the card's only been in print. You know, we've only had yeah. a copy for two, two weeks. weeks. Yeah. Yep. And I've gotten so much. I've probably drawn twenty five cards from Elder Gargaroth. Yeah, man. Since, you know, it's a great card. Amazing. Great card. I uh, yeah, I fit right into my Selvala deck, alongside Garuk's Uprising, Definitely. alongside the new Garuk too. I actually really I find that he's great in there. Um, his uh, his ability that I find most useful in the Selvala deck is actually his plus one. Oddly enough, uh, up to one target creature gets plus three plus three and gains Trample Tell on the turn. So it makes if I have nothing but a Dork on board. So let's say, you know, turn one, Dork. Turn two, we get Selvala out. Turn three or four, Garuk comes down. Uh, I can make Selvala a 5-6 and tap her for five, and then that gets me in somewhere. You yeah. know what I mean? A little bit faster, and I, I, I like him. Um, creating the beast can be helpful, uh, and the emblem is pretty sweet, too. So for Neg 7, you get an emblem with, quote, at the beginning of your end step, you may search your library for a creature card, put it onto the battlefield, and shuffle your library, end quote. So... I mean, yeah, it's at your end step, but still, you can get a lot of value out of that. Have a T-Don come down, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Nasty Tarasti come in there, blow up some lands. Um, That's a spirit. Just, you know what I mean? Like Eternal Rex Witness, Rex Age, yeah, Age. yeah man. Like there's there's a lot of value to be had there with that emblem too. So, and I've popped it. I've popped it in the game. Really, it's pretty sweet. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, I'm not. I mean, my thoughts on it. I'm not as big of a, a fan. Like, I if I want that kind of effect, I'd run Color of Beasts. Because that will get it. I believe it's at the upkeep or uh, second main or the first main. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Caller's good. Whenever, he, whenever they get to enter in and stuff like that. Uh, to go back to the Elder Gargaroth, yeah, I agree. Like, I've put so many miles on my Elder Gargaroth. It's, it's ridiculous. Funny. Like, just the fact that he has vigilance is just so powerful in my uh, 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 Godzilla deck. Like, yeah. to be able to swing and block it, yeah, get two cards essentially each turn, like, I like it. Yeah, I like it a lot. definitely. I, I found myself already. I, I've been tutor, tutoring it out like mm-hmm. multiple oh, yeah, times yeah. because it's just so good. The card draw and like creating beasts like in Yorvo, 
you know, I create beasts, he gets bigger, or I draw cards if I'm, you know, stalling out, and it's like, if you swing at me, I'm blocking and drawing. Yeah, I think, I mean, when we all saw the spoilers, we were like, that looks like a good card. Yeah, Five man. drop, six, six, kitchen sink full of bullshit. Yeah. But I did not realize actually how impactful it was yeah, going to be. Like, yeah. I am now, that is my tutor target a bunch of times. Yeah. You know, that is what I go get because I've just put so many miles on it. And I genuinely think in standard two, he's he's truly on par um, with what, um, what's the card? Carnage, Carnage Tyrant. Tyrant. What it did when it was in standard. Like, it's that new mono green bomb. Like, straight up. Like, it's, it's on, it's, you know, we can have a conversation all day about whether it's as good or worse or whatever. The point is, in this standard, Gargaroth is just like Carnage Tyrant, man. It's that just, that bomb, dude. Like, that's just like, what on earth, yo? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I got one the day, like, people were cracking boxes in here. I saw somebody pulled one. I was like, you, did, you using that, man? Boom. Mine. <laughs> like, I knew that card was one I was going to need. Yeah, I think I'm a lot fun. of us had that, all the cards before, like, pre-release was yeah, over. Yep, and yep, like I did. I know, I did. I had two Grim Tutors by the time it was all done. Yeah. I bought one and cracked one. So, yeah, it was pretty sweet. Not to keep going back to things, but, like, Teferi, has anybody got to ultimate him yet? Yeah. What, what has anybody been playing? What I've never thoughts? needed to. Oh, so you you have been running him? The loot, the loot effect, mm-hmm. along with the phasing... So he protects himself. Yeah. You can loot every turn. So, f- you know, four loots in a s- turn cycle. Mm-hmm. And that charges you up enough to phase again if you have to. Yeah. You know, so as long as you're running, like, a protection package for your walkers. I mean, I run in Atraxa. I could ultimate him. I've just never needed to. Yeah. Yeah. The looting, I find, is I- I'm running it in my Muldrowth deck just to try it. Just because I end up getting one from you. And I was like, I want to play this in something. And it just seemed like, a, you mm-hmm. know, I'll just put that in there. And the looting is great. I mean, the looting helps. I can put stuff in my graveyard, so. Mm-hmm. Like you're, fine I threw it in uh, my Kinnon CDH deck. I haven't come come across it yet. But, I mean, yeah, the loot effect to just be able to do that every turn, dig for the pieces I need, and then the phasing protection. It, it's definitely solid. But I want to throw it in... Uh, 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 I can't think of his name. The the blue partner. Which one? Uh, not Peer. Toothy. Oh, Toothy. And Toothy, because every time you draw a card, you put a plus one counter on Toothy. So it's like you just do that every single turn, and boom, he's huge. And yeah. then if they remove him, whatever, you draw all the cards. Yeah. I've even been thinking about, like, that. it was between do I put it in Muldrowth or do I try it in my food chain deck. And, uh, yeah, being able to loot every turn could be useful. I might give it a shot in there just to see what happens. I mean, I'm not – I do run Ashiok. You know, I mean, I'm not a stranger to running, like, pr- decent Planeswalkers in my CDH deck. It's just I don't want to waste too many slots on them, but mm-hmm. i give them a try. He falls in the same category as me as uh, Seedborn does uh, in my CDH deck. Like, I want to. I want to try. Yeah, but a see, expensive. But, yeah, it's expensive, especially yeah. in, like, our meta when we have to ha- uh, handle each other and respond yes. to each other all the time. Yeah. JB over here, uh, his Narset deck, he's been slamming down Narset very quickly lately and it's almost to the point where I'm feeling like I need to just start aggressively mulliganing for um, counter spells. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because I mean she's got hexproof once she hits board it's it's just that much harder, you know. That toxic then, deluge. Yeah. Well that that's the thing too is I don't I'm I don't know, maybe this is sacrilege, but I don't run board wipes in my CDH you're deck not, besides you're not Rift. Alone. But yeah, besides Rift like 
Like his he, lately, it, I have played one game with him that he's not got it out turn two or turn three, and yeah. I think he got it out. I think it was late game, like a turn six or seven drop, and he was still able to just pull but it, it around. <laughs> yes, yeah. yeah, you won. <laughs> like it is a problem. Like that's why. Like I don't run miscast because I'd rather run uh, tails end something. Yeah, that yeah. Goes I actually, him. I actually was saying like I may, I may need to start including tails end in my list because of. You know, hitting the legendary, it hits. It could even hit the trigger. Yep. Like it's kind of twofold for Narset. It could hit the. Yep. It could hit her herself, or it can at least stifle that first trigger. So yeah, yeah. good card. But like, to, uh, I've been running to fairy in both uh, my blue deck that I just built and uh, my Niv Mizza deck that I have run. And uh, theoretically, I could have done hit as ultimate um, in a blue in a deck that, or in blue when I was playing at the one time. But I ended up doing uh, loops with uh, um, extra turns, and the guy scoop before I ended up actually ultimate into fairy to actually yeah. see. But yeah, you're right. The fact that it lets you draw and loot and phase out stuff in order to protect them, that's all I've been able to do with him most of the time because he does become a kind of like a target. Yeah. Like, oh, definitely. As soon as he stop, uh, drops down. And one thing to think about it is, look at this power creep. Original Teferi Planeswalker, the able-to-activate Planeswalker abilities on your opponent's turns as you would an instant, is an ultimate. That's yeah. his, like, neg 10 yeah. or now something. Yeah, it's like a and now, effect. And now that's just stapled onto the card that it's just allowed to do that anyway, and it's four mana? Yeah. Like, yeah. wow. I was looking at that last night, the Teferi that can be your commander. Yeah. With that ability, and I'm like, dude, the power creep. Oh, my gosh, it's just so crazy because it's just like... Yeah, he just has this all the time. You don't even have to ult him. Just briefly, too, on the subject of power creep, like Gargaroth. Colossal Dreadmaw is in the set. You know what I mean? And it just shits on Colossal Dreadmaw. Like, stuff like that, man. They just, they, they're creeping a little bit. I'm not I'm not upset about it, though. Oh, some, no. people, some people get upset about power creep. They're like, man, man, this is just, I don't know, dude. I'm digging it. I'm always down for a more powerful card. You know I what just, I mean? Like, I'm always down. I feel like the power creep, the people who have really complained about it, it's standard players. Typically. And I feel like they're definitely, like they said, they're making this year about Commander. So a lot of these cards are just super good for Commander, yeah. but a little bit too much for standard. A little too so good. So people yeah. are, yeah. you know, obviously. That's a good, that's an interesting it. perspective. But, I like that. I mean, and no offense to them, they should play as much as we get to play, but right now, I, un like, unfortunately, because of the pandemic, they're not able to sit down and, and like, play standard events and stuff like that. Yeah, while so just does. banned, you know, in-store play. Yeah, so. like, it does help, but it do it's kind of nice to kind of feel pampered in the Commander community rather than the standard yeah. community for a while. Yeah, bring on Commander Green spoilers, please. Yes, give us the worldly tutor. Yeah. Please. But, yeah, I mean, just thinking about, like, Terror of the Peaks. Mm -hmm. A five-drop Warstorm Surge. Yeah, it's I, better than Perforos. That card's really good. It's amazing. Yeah. It's so good. Yeah. I, I'm actually sad now that I'm not running Prosh anymore because it's straight up. I don't know that I'd have taken... I don't know that I would have taken uh, Perforos out, but I might have straight replaced Impact Tremors with it. I know it's, it's a two-drop, but, like, dude, that Terror is just so good, man. Like... I wouldn't say CDH viable, though. I would put it... I mean, I'm running Perforos. I'd put it in there. Yeah, but Perforos is the fact that he has indestructible, like... I get that, but back up, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's a little... That's what I'm saying. Like, I already run the impact, or at least it did. And it's and a, and it's a flying 540. Yeah, like, yeah, so... 
I mean, yeah, yeah. I, I just don't think it's necessary. Yeah. The way you ran the deck, you don't, you didn't need to. You're 100 percent correct, but it would have been cool. To it would have been cool. No, I did like to I, try things I, out. It fits better in like something in like my Godzilla deck that's a little more quote unquote Timmy, even though we're yeah, not no, at, like you. a Timmy play level. Sure. But like. I, yeah, I've got I've got the guy out a couple of times, and yeah, instant kill all three times. So unfortunately, I didn't get to play him too much. But like, hey, he did three three damage to the guy for <laughs> killing him off. So, and I mean, I really uh, I want to slot it into my bronze blooded deck, my perforous mm-hmm. bronze blooded deck. I think uh, I think an instant speed three drop, uh, uh, warstorm surge, pretty good. And yeah. then you sack it and it deals the damage anyway. Yep, exactly. Um, Speaking of cards that are pretty much only playable in Commander, has anybody checked out Sublime Epiphany yet? Uh, yeah. Six drop? Yeah, the six drop counterspell. I think it's cool. I do. I, I mean, I... Ask Dale about his little combo he tried to pull off. Go ahead. Way. Yeah, let's uh, see. Yeah, I'm running the Sublime Epiphany with the dual caster mage combo. So, yeah, run down that. Or so, run that down, sorry. It's really actually kind of hard to, like, word it properly, but... Basically, if you you cast a Sublime Epiphany and then you flash in the Dual Caster Mage to copy it, and you can just keep copying it over and over and over again, and then just basically bounce all permanents that your opponents control back to their hand, and then you can uh, draw your library. Like you can also create a token that's a copy of target creature you yeah, can do or counter spell card, or yeah. whatever. Yep. But what you're gonna do with the combo is gonna be bounce everyone's stuff and then draw your deck. Yeah. Or just draw your deck. You know? Yeah, yep. I mean that's really reminiscent of like a the dual caster heat shimmer combo, but that is focused around making infinite dual casters. So I mean you could do the infinite dual caster loop with that because you make the copy of the dual caster mage, right? So you'll have infinite dual casters, but I think you're like it's a little way expensive, right? Oh yeah, it it is. It's it's nine mana total. It's quite expensive to play, but if you're just trying to throw it into a casual deck, I mean, it's there because both of the cards are cheap. So if yeah. you're just yeah. running a casual deck, and you know your your deck, your games usually go to you know turn thirteen or whatever, you're gonna have the mana, and then you pull out just some janky combo to win. It's fun, you know, and most people have not seen it yet, so when somebody tries to do it, and people are like, whoa, what's going on here? And it's just it's a cool interaction, you know? I pulled one, and I did think for a split minute about putting it into a deck, um, but I just, I mean, ultimately, I just, it was, Moldrotha was what I was thinking about, and I was just like, I need a little more efficiency. Like, I just didn't want to, I don't like, this is coming from a guy who doesn't like Cryptic Command. Like, I don't like Cryptic Command because it's too expensive, so like... Yeah, it yeah, is. I mean, it's, like, I'm not a Mystic Confluence guy. Like, that's not... I don't it's like an expensive kind of spells, spell you know? to cast, but, I mean, it's cool if you're in casual. Yeah. I mean, being able to counter a triggered ability is awesome because, yeah. like, say they have something that's a cast trigger. You're like, I'm going to play this, I'm going to counter the triggered ability for the cast, and then I'm going to counter the spell as well. And then I'm going to also bounce one of your permanents back to your hand. And then I'm going to draw a card and create a copy token of something. It's definitely valid. There's a lot of value there. That's why I brought it up, too. Because it's like, I I knew if if of the four of us, you would probably be the one who maybe had some experience with it, for sure. Like, Yeah, I mean, it's a fun, casual card to play. And I mean, yeah, if you got six mana. Casual? What are these (laughs) words? (laughs) 
Uh, how about... I have no idea. How about the the Teferi's Tutelage, the enchantment for four that draws you an additional card? Double double draw? Yep. That's pretty sweet. I like that. I threw that into my uh, uh, Zyrus deck. You know, because everybody's going to be drawing a bunch of cards. I'm getting a bunch of snakes, but I'm also wheeling everybody constantly. So I'm going to be drawing double the cards every wheel or with the the, uh, Teferi's Puzzle Box trigger every time. Okay, I'll just draw 14 cards every time. You know, it's I really like it. I think it's pretty value for four mana. Have you gotten it out? Like, has it actually? No, but I haven't seen it in play yet. But I know when it does come out, it's going to be worth it. Oh, yeah, it'll be good. I I, uh, I liked all those Teferi cards, like all the ones that like were like his package. You know what I mean? Like there was like you know everybody got one. Like Basri got a little package of cards that like all had his name with it. Liliana Teferi. I think all the Teferi cards were pretty good. Yeah, I I like them honestly. I, I just haven't had uh, a chance to fit them into my uh, new Mizza deck. Like uh, I didn't put the Teferi's tutelage in there simply because I had to target an opponent and. Uh, That'll cut out half the work if I do Sphinx's Tutelage. Uh, it'll just hit everybody and possibly hit you more and mm-hmm. more and more. Uh, and then as for the uh, the other enchantment, Ages Insight. Yeah, I just haven't had a chance to fit him in that. Yeah, yeah. I pulled one of those and I don't know what I, I would like to run. It. Yeah. I just don't know what in. But all in all, I mean, like in the Mizzet, that would be great because I can deal two damage because I draw the two cards. And just throw it around. Like I've been lately, it's just been real nice to be able to control the board and uh, kill off everybody's shit, so I can just kind of sit there and not have to be hindered by uh, creatures swinging at me, like Dale likes to do. <laughs> right. So, speaking of cards, just to try, has anybody tried see the truth? Do we no. think that's a worthy count, like cantrip? No. 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 I mean, unless you're doing. Um, you know, trying to hit it with like Mizzix Mastery and it's overloaded state or yeah. something like that, where your whole point is to uh, put a bunch of cards in your graveyard and then cast all of them. Yeah. Um, I don't think it's that worth it. I do find it odd that it's a rare. Like, that definitely seems like it could be an uncommon. Like, I'm not really sure why it's a rare. Like, maybe in uh, Neil's Riel deck. I think it could be good in there, casting yeah. it from the grave, and then you know drawing all the cards instead. Yeah. I guess it would be in standard with Underworld Breach. Fair enough. Yeah. yeah. So. Fair enough. Because yeah, you know what I mean. It's like it's sorcery. It's mad at best. You know what yeah. I mean. So it's like I, why I don't know. I never gave it a second look. I, I actually, I'm not even gonna lie. This is a confession here, everybody. Uh, this is the first time I've seen the card. Was <laughs> just right now. So I was like, hmm. That's interesting. I wonder what these guys think about that. I feel like so. if it was instant speed, then I, yeah, I'd maybe give them another better, glance. Yeah, for sure. Sorcery yeah. speed, it's man. Yeah, for sure. <clears throat> How about uh, here's a couple two cards that are rare slots that I haven't seen really anybody talk about. Uh, Chandra's Incinerator. It's a six mana spell, but it costs X less to cast, uh, where X is equal to the number of non combat damage you've dealt. Oh, so. Man. Like pretty easy it, to make that a one drop. <laughs> yeah, and it's a six six with trample, but it also says whenever a source you control deals non combat damage to opponent, Chandra's Incinerator deals that much damage to target creature or planeswalker. Which I feel like that's pretty decent if you can get this out for, you know, say two, one, three mana, whatever. Yeah, three, it's yeah. out there and if you're running like a Perforos deck or some type of just like just wheeling damage to everybody, like it's just a pretty solid card to like 
shoot down creatures that are pesky or planeswalkers, and it's a six-six trample beater. So you know what that pairs really well with fiery emancipation. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> nice little triple damage enchantment. Yeah, spicy. I, I actually threw that fiery emancipation into my Halar deck. And the, the, the Fire Fletcher or whatever? Yeah. yeah. The the three red blips kind of makes it like, meh. But at the same time, just the fact that it's only sources you control is what makes it, I think, viable. And I also am building a Rurik Thar deck, and I'm putting that in there as well as one of the very few non-creature spells. Because that is going to do some serious oh, damage. Yeah. Take 18 yeah, when yeah. you cast a non-creature? Okay. Why are you building Ruick Thar, Dale? I don't know, just because it sounds fun. I think it'd be fun. I'm putting, uh, I'm building a, I'm rebuilding my Borborygmos Enraged deck. Emancipation will make its way in there. Uh, things like Torbron. Um, I want to try uh, the dude he just said. <laughs> Ruick Thar. Yeah, Ruick Thar. I want to try him out in the deck. I think he'll be pretty good. I don't have a ton of non-creature spells. It's more just like... You know, dictated the twin gods, the double, yeah. the triple damage, things like that. So, um, yeah, I'm excited for it. I, I I used to call the deck Landing Bolts because you just you know lightning bolt people with lands. So I'm gonna give it a try again. It's like really for me, it's budget. It's only like a two or three hundred dollar deck. It's pretty good. I want to give it a shot. And uh, just a a note on EDH as a whole and the the little rise of CEDH that we've seen coming. Shout out to Sheldon Menery for making a CEDH Najila deck, which I never thought I'd see Sheldon make a CEDH deck. But shout out to him for doing it. He That's was, awesome. He was playing on a Brazilian stream, I believe, and they were playing only CEDH, so he built a, the Najila Tempo nice. uh, CEDH deck. It's a good That's deck. That's sweet. Yeah, I was like, I was like, welcome to the dark side, Sheldon. <laughs> and if you're by chance listening to this podcast and you don't know who Sheldon is, he's like one of the originators of the format, created it. So, like, he's like the godfather yeah. of EDH. He's considered yeah. the godfather of EDH. We appreciate you for showing us this wonderful format, and uh, you know, it's awesome that it's become one of the most popular formats in the world for Magic. Did he? Does, do we know his stance on it? Do we know if he likes actually sitting down and playing or if he just kind of did it? Uh, well, the stream I did not get to watch. Okay. But I do think he uh, I do think he won one of the games. Sweet. So, you know, if we ever if we ever get out of uh, quarantine hellscape, um, <laughs> we'll ask him at the next command fest. Yeah. You know, I want to I want to pick his brain about it cuz Yeah, for sure. Maybe I never thought I'd play. see the day. Yeah. It is always nice to see new players try something new and have fun with it, you know? Like, we've said it before on this channel, it's a different kind of fun. There's fun to be had playing your two-hour game, you know, with six people and, you know, 12 mana spells flying here and there. But there's also fun to be had in cranking out 12 games in that same amount of time and just fighting with your friends to, like, see who can win the quickest. Oh, it's yeah. just a different kind of fun. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I played Battlecruiser, CEDH, or uh, <laughs> Imagine that. Oh, what? Wow. <laughs> what? No, I played Battlecruiser EDH for the first, you know, three or four years that I played. And that, you know, I had a great time. Yeah, it man. obviously got me deeper into the format. Yeah, absolutely. And then, you know, my spike tendencies decided to uh, ratchet everything up to 11. Yep. So, here I, we are. I do think it's good for people to start there. I do genuinely think it's good to start, like, quote-unquote from the bottom. 
Like, I, I don't have. mean that derogatorily, but just, you know, from the, from the quote-unquote, like, first introduction to EDH, you build that janky, like, you know, power three deck. You know what I mean? Or you give, get a pre-con and make some, like, $50 upgrades, you know what I mean? And then it just spirals out from there. You find out about tuning and, like, you see things that you like that you're like, man, I, I've heard about some cards that could make that line of play better. And then that's it just goes from there. Yeah. A lot of fun. Definitely. I got called uh, Spike for the first time the other day playing with Brian. Oh, congrats. I know. I was like, <laughs> oh, man, this is we're taking a dark turn. Welcome, we? welcome to my life. <laughs> yeah, I've never been called a Spike. I've been called a Johnny. Oh, I'm definitely a Spike now. I, I would a lot agree. I mean, much to my chagrin, I don't like to admit that I'm a Spike, but, uh, yeah, I guess I am. So, uh, getting back to some of these 21 cards, uh, how about Brash Taunter? Has anybody seen that use at all? <laughs> nope. I did, I did get into a game where Brash Taunter was uh, fighting his own creature and was dealing a ton of damage. I think it dealt like 20 damage over the course of its thing. I think it was fighting a Baneslayer Angel. No kidding. And it was just like, yeah, he kept fighting his Baneslayer Angel and punching people in the face for five. So. I've, I've been thinking about just trying to slot it in something just casual because it just seems fun. I mean, it's a 1-1 that's indestructible, and whenever it's dealt damage, it deals that much damage to target opponent. So, like, you can run, like, the whole, like, stuffy doll thing where, you, you know, you just ping him over and over and over to ping your opponents to death. Which is sometimes all right because there's a lot of times when you got players like Neil that are running Azorius, you can't attack me at all. You're just like, it's uh, actually okay. referred to as Azorius, you can't do shit. Yeah. <laughs> so when someone's running that, you just slap this boy out and it's like, it's indestructible, and now I am just going to lay all my damage into it. And then we're just going to get it right around your little enchantments that say we can't deal combat damage to yeah. you. Know? And I think it works hilariously well with things like Blasphemous Act and things that wipe creatures with damage, you know? Yeah. It's like everything, you know, what's that? Uh, the From the Ixalan, the Comet, the Star of Destruction. Oh, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Deal 20 damage yeah, to each creature. Like, cr- crush it with <laughs> Star of Destruction, just... Take dome somebody for twenty. Yeah, yeah. My my thought process with it was like, if I do put it into a deck, it's it's going to be the the activated ability to make it fight my own creatures, so that I can just you know deal damage. Or if somebody throws out something stupid like a malignus or something that's super huge, I was like, okay, we're just going to fight that, and then I'm going to deal twenty to your face. You can throw it in the, that uh, new commander that came out of Jumpstart. What is it, Nyeth of the Dire Hunt? Oh yeah, like the, the the fight group. one. Yeah. yeah. Let you draw cards whenever you fight or block and stuff. And then there you go. A little synergy with it. Yeah, yeah, that'd be great. One of, one of the cards we haven't talked about that's uh, it's not new, but it's a reprint. Uh, it's Heroic Intervention. Oh, yeah, boy. Um, I was very glad. Um, I owned several of these before they spiked, but they did spike. They were going up to, like, 20 bucks at some point. You know what I mean? And, like... Oh god, it's very nice to see. The, the borderless one is like seven bucks. Yep. So that that just lets you know how much the card dropped back to where it should be. Thank goodness. Yeah, I agree because it's a green staple. It goes in every deck if it's got green in it. That's my personal opinion. Um, that and Azusa, like yep. both. It's like thank God they've just been reprinting Azusa into the ground because it was getting so expensive there. Now it's not. You can pick up a copy right now. I think a foil copy of it, regular for like seven bucks. 
like be, get on it, you know. Yeah, I'd be picking those up right now. I just ordered the she uh, is great man. extended art foil, and that was only like twenty five. Honestly, that's I think, what her I think that's used gonna to go. Be, you know? I think that'll go up, and that that the foil extended art will be the expensive version, and then you'll be able to pick up whatever regular version or foil version of it you want for an affordable price for people to actually play the card. Yeah, absolutely. So, She's a great commander, everybody. I, I build her. She's awesome. Yeah, we, uh, I mean, definitely a ton of value out of the set. I've gotten a ton of value out of a bunch of cards already. I can't wait to, you know, find some new new shenanigans to do. Like, if I can ever find a Terror of the Peaks, you know. Oh, have you still not acquired I one? I have still not acquired one. Are you serious? Damn. I'm trying to trade for it. I don't want to buy it. And if I do not if I do want to buy it, I would like to wait till Neil gets one. Yeah, fair enough. So, you ended up opening so many collector packs. I'm so, I'm so surprised right? you ended up Dude, not getting I've one. got like two collector boxes in, and all I have to show for it is like eight Teferis. Uh, <laughs> I mean, eight safaris and a hand and a handful of Ugans. That's a good one to have. Though. I mean, it was pretty cool to rip my my sixth one and then your seventh one. You're just like, <sighs> and you tear the peaks and then the eighth one. You're just like, I give up. I'm yeah. only gonna ever pull safaris from the set. Never mind. <laughs> so uh, nobody's really built any commanders from this set I think aside from me I mean I haven't seen anybody else in yeah, our no. like LGS meta that's been playing anything but I built the uh, Joriel the two drop legendary human that uh, whenever you draw your second card each turn create a 2-2 cat and then for six mana until the end of turn creatures you control have a base power and toughness equal to the number of cards in your hand and basically I've built it kind of like an Azusa landfall deck. It's got literally every single thing that gives you more land drops per turn in there. And then running the, you know, random up crucible, like just strip mine style package in there. And just draw, draw spells, draw spells, draw spells. And it's been actually working out really good for me like i mean i i can get a lot of creatures on board and then just next thing you know like all of them are six sixes with trample and it's fun it's funny that you say that because you hated that deck you played it like six times in a row and you're like i hate this deck something's wrong i've been trying to tune it blah 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 not and then what changed yeah i just basically every time i played it i went home and i was like okay you know, I gotta tweak this. What this is what was wrong with it? I need to fix this. I take out cards, put new cards in, and I think I pretty much got it pretty pretty tuned now. It was just something with the draw. It just I just wasn't getting the draw I needed. But I swapped out some of the the bigger fatties I had in the deck and replaced it with cards that had cycling and a couple more draw spells. And yeah, now it's actually functioning really well. Like man. Just getting like uh, five land drops in a turn, and then with uh, the helm, whenever you put a land into play, draw a card. So it's just like land, oh, yeah. land, land, draw, 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 land. Oh, horn of greed. Yeah, yeah. yeah and yeah. then you just have this huge hand, you know. And it's definitely fun. Did she make your way into your Tamer deck too? No. no, no. How come? I don't know. I just think that deck is where I want it to be. So I. I couldn't you don't want to. You didn't want to end up. Uh, 
Uh, yeah, and then the other card I wanted to talk about is a mono-white card. Mangara the Diplomat. Legendary human cleric. It's a 2-4 with lifelink whenever an opponent attacks with a creature. If two or more of those creatures are attacking you or a planeswalker you control, you draw a card. But the second clause is a little bit better, in my opinion. Whenever an opponent casts their second spell each turn, you draw a card. So, like, in white, obviously, has not much card draw at all. This is definitely a card that... If you're hell-bent on playing a mono-white deck, it should be in there no matter what. If you're playing a Boros deck, you probably can slot this in there and it's going to help your deck out because obviously you're going to be lacking the draw and this is going to put it there. And I'm uh, slotting it into Winota just because, like, draw me some cards or flip into it for free, whatever. Yeah, you need it in those... Type, uh, type of decks because you're missing the three uh, colors that are drawing you cards. So, like, that is a advantage in those colors that you de desperately need. Yeah, like, I don't know. We haven't talked much about white. Um, we really never do. Dale always yeah. is the one to bring it up. Uh, <laughs> Dale's like, hey, guys, remember this white card? I'm like, not at all. <laughs> like, I don't even know. Nope. Didn't we even know it was a card. Yeah. <laughs> White's not really, you know, the most played i mean you you probably if you do play it it's probably just splashed in so that you can get those exiles and the removal spells you need but aside from that it's it's not the most played format i don't have a deck. most played i don't have a deck color. that has white in it yeah well it's blue you're missing out blue black and green my man <laughs> but uh anyway yeah let's let's get to the the real thing here that everybody wants to know about and that's going to be the uh, giveaway for the booster box of core 21 and uh yeah after i've tallied everybody up threw you all into a random generator and uh yeah the winner of the giveaway is stompy Stomping King, gee, let me re, let me redo that. Stompy King underscore MTG. Are That's sure? the winner. Yep. Sorry, <laughs> I was getting a little tongue twisted there, but yeah, Stompy King MTG. That's the winner of the giveaway, and we'll get that uh, booster box out to you as soon as we can, sometime this week. So, be looking for it in the mail, man. Yeah, congratulations. It's a good box. Yeah, grats. Definitely. Uh, whenever you crack those packs, if that's what you plan on doing, yeah. Uh, you know, whatever you get, some sweet pulls. Yeah. Let us know. Tag yeah, send us on some the, pictures tag, our way. Uh, tag us on Instagram. Uh, yeah, tag me. You know, whatever. Tag Commander's Vault. Either way, it doesn't matter. Just tag us and, you know, give us a shout-out. Yeah, man. So. I'd love to see the pulls. A lot. One kid he in here, he cracked three boxes in one day, man. I mean, every box was good. Like, it, it, this seems like a very well-spread set value-wise and just good reprints. Really, really dug Core 21. Good mm -hmm. job, Watsy. Have you watched the Booster Box game? For this one? Yeah. No. No. He opened up a good, uh, like, three or four of them before we ended up running them out. So, yeah. There's a lot of value in this set. Yeah. Oh, hey, before we close out, there's one card I wanted to talk about oh really God, quick. Dale. It's from Icoria, and it's, I'll keep it short and sweet. Nobody's heard about this card yet. It's a three-mana green spell, two colorless, one green, instant speed with cycling two, Exile up to three target enchantments. This card is bonkers. Every single game I've had it come up with, it's just wiped the board of every pesky enchantment out there, and it's kept them gone for good. In EDH, we're playing a lot of enchantments. You know, there's a lot of enchantments that are played in this format. Yeah. This card is just solid, and it's literally like a five cent card, a 50 cent rare, or 50 cent foil. 
it's an uncommon, but yeah, dude, seriously. What's it called again? It's called Barrier Breach, and okay. it's from Ikoria. So make sure if you haven't been playing this or ever now. even heard of it, just try it out. It's it's bonkers. Bonkers good. You know what, Dale? I'm going to take you up on that. I'm going to give it a try in my Selvala deck. Good old I, believe, I believe wholeheartedly that in a pod, yeah, you're going to get value off that card. Believe it wholeheartedly. But, yeah, that's been everything tonight, guys. We've been the Commander's Vault. I'm Trevor. I'm Adam. I'm JB. I'm Dale. Have a good night, guys. Thanks for watching. Later.